Welcome everybody to Mark Kumar Show. This show is for entrepreneurs who are serious about achieving their personal as well as their business goal a lot faster. I will be sharing some of the great tips and secrets that has worked great for me in the past. I will also be talking to some of the industry leaders and try to extract out of them some of the tips and tricks and secrets that they have used to become successful to help you out. So I hope you're ready because this stuff is truly going to revolutionize your life and help you become a successful entrepreneur a lot faster. All right. Hello, everybody. This is Mark Kumar on Lifestyle Entrepreneur. I have my dear friend, Justin, who is in the fitness industry. He's going to help you if you are in the fitness industry, how you can balance your life and business together and have a fulfilled and a happy life. So, Justin, please introduce yourself or tell us a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. I'm excited to be on our mark and I'm happy to be able to connect with you and uh, hopefully bring value to your listeners. But uh, so a little bit about me. Uh, yeah, I've been in the fitness industry a little over 11 years. Uh, in 10 of that, I've been building a private fitness facility myself. I started out when I was 19 and grew uh, a, a mobile training business into a 6,000 square foot facility with uh, over 350 members. And we were doing north of 500K um, a year in our business. Uh, and then I made a transition to focusing more on the business side of things. I found that like through my process, I really connected more, I connect more with, with the fitness business owners, the entrepreneurs. Those are the people that I really enjoy helping and working with more so than focusing on the weight loss side of things in the industry. So now I, I actually go offer coaching, consulting with helping businesses grow, like cutting expenses, increase your profit, and of course, most importantly to me, helping you design your life. Awesome. That's great. So what I wanted to do is just take a one step back where you say your mobile fitness uh, business. If you can expand a little bit on that, like how you got the idea, like, hey, I'm going to start this mobile fitness uh, uh business like for example somebody who might be just like a fitness trainer or a personal trainer hey i want to do what you did so yeah. start from there and then move on to where you are now so if you explain just a little bit elaborate okay. on so kind of go expand how i went from mobile to a right. six thousand facility okay yeah um <clears throat> so i went into the mobile thing right after going through uh my education program of becoming a trainer because i realized the the corporate gyms really didn't cut it. They don't, uh, they don't offer a lot of opportunity. The pay isn't great. And it's, it's a lot of work for not much progress. Uh, so I made the jump that I was just, okay, I'm just do it myself and I'll do mobile because it's zero overhead. <laughs> and all you have to do is drive around with whatever equipment you feel uh, fit in your trunk and, and you make it happen, uh, which it, it was okay in the beginning. Um, but it was rough because I don't live in a city area. It's suburban. So I'm driving like distances uh, to get to, I was driving somewhere sometimes as much of like 50 minutes to an hour one way. Um, so it was adding, so it was not a very efficient day. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I was able to do that. I really, I was able to kind of knock that out in three to four months. Um, and then over that time frame, I was able to build connections. Um, and I did that just by like in the beginning, it's a lot of times it's just hustle and, and uh, just putting the work in and doing the things that aren't 
like sexy and and attractive to people. Uh, and when I was just going around putting, I was walking like neighborhoods, putting flyers in people's mailboxes and doors and stuff. Like I was just doing the things that like like most people aren't willing to do. It's not like a, throwing up a Facebook ad and like sitting there and waiting for contacts to come in. So I was walking the streets, putting flyers in people's doors and stuff. And I ended up connecting with this one guy who had a, he had a business in town as well. Uh, and he wanted me to train his wife and his daughter. Uh, so I started doing that. Uh, I'm training them for a little bit. And then we kind of just drifted off and we lost contact for a little bit. And, but he mentioned to me I could use his space to train people in. So I reached back out to him to see if that was a possibility. And it turns out it wasn't. He ended up actually having a flood. And he... Uh, Close, uh, he wasn't open, so he was getting it re- remodeled and stuff like that. So he wasn't too keen on having fitness stuff in there. Uh, so I was like, yeah, that's totally understandable. But then he mentioned to me he had he owned a little building in town, and so he's like, you can come check this out if this if this works for you. So I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I met him there. Uh, the building was the actual training space to be able to train was like maybe three hundred square feet. Um, it was very small. I mean, we're talking closet size, uh, but. I didn't care. I was just like, this is definitely a step up from doing mobile. Uh, so I'll make this work. Um, and he just, he saw my passion and, and my drive. Uh, so he actually really, he gave me the opportunity to, to take that first step. Um, and he, like the first three or four months, he didn't even charge me any rent. Um, he, he just, because uh, he believed in me so much um, and wanted to give me that opportunity to move forward. So I took that and ran with it. And uh, within the first year of being in there, I scaled up from zero to like, I think it was over 25 clients. Um, and that was all word of mouth. I spent zero on advertising. I had no money. I mean, I, I was, I started this business with $2,000. Uh, so there was no money to be spent on any advertising. So it was all just delivering high quality service, building connections and getting referrals. Uh, and then I got to a point where, I got up to about like 40, 45 clients and it was a crazy schedule. I was going from like 4.30 in the morning until nine o'clock at night. And I realized that this isn't, this isn't something I can keep doing. I need to start leveraging my time more. So uh, I actually opened up a, a second space in town uh, that was about 900 square feet. So still not big enough to do both things. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a pretty big improvement in terms of yeah. upgrade. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Um, but it, it was still just one room. So it wasn't big enough to offer both services. So now I have these two places going, um, with private and small group. And that's when I first started introducing hiring people, which was very interesting. Uh, it made some bad choices early on. Uh, but, uh, that was the beginning of then becoming what the business was obviously. Uh, so then as soon as I started adding a small group, I started pushing more into that and slowly letting my, my private training go. Uh, and we were in that space for probably about two years that we made the jump up to about a 3000 square foot space. Uh, and that's when we were able to start expanding our services a little bit more. We added more to our team. Uh, and we were in that space for about another two, two and a half years, uh, almost three years. And, and then we made the jump to our 6,000 square foot facility. Uh, and, and that's where we got up to about eight staff members. Um, <clears throat> and I saw like about 350 members. And uh, multiple different services from private training, small group, um, uh, workshops, uh, seminars, um, supplements, food, like all the, all the different revenue streams. 
that is amazing. I like so many different questions to ask you. <laughs> like 300 square foot to 3,000, 6,000, whatever, right? So yeah. how, how did it or what you have to go through personally in terms of mindset? Because when you have like 300 square foot, like I can lose my own, right? Like I'm yeah. good. Jump into 3,000 or 6,000. What, what mindset paradigm did you change? in your world that's like, I need to let go a few things and focus on more things. Or how did that experience goes? Um, I definitely had a big mindset shift. I'd say about two and a half, three years into the business. So when I had like both locations going, I had the, the, the place for the small group and then my private training area. Uh, that's one spring we lost about three quarters of my membership in like about a month. Um, so it was a huge blow. And up until that point, like I was like kind of cruising and like things were just kind of happening. And I was like, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm the, the gift to the like fitness world. Like I, I got this figured out. Uh, I don't need anyone's help. Like it was more ego driven. Um, and I was just like, I, I got, I don't need any, I can do this myself. Uh, and then that blow happened. And then that forced me to really reevaluate and look at what we're doing, um, what I'm providing and how I can be doing better and most importantly, how I can be developing myself better. So that's when I first started getting into self-development after that point. Um, I started, uh, that was when I hired my first coach and started shifting my thought process. Uh, and I started, that's when I developed like a, like a really good retention system. Uh, and from that point forward, I never had that type of drop off before. I mean, of course, in fitness businesses, you go in like some ebbs and flows, but uh, I never experienced that again uh, because I, I learned from that uh, and I shifted the way that I think. And since then, like personal development is like number one for me. Um, I'm always reading at least one to two books a month. I'm part of different masterminds myself. Uh, I'm making sure I'm surrounding myself with people that will challenge and push me uh, and, and doing what I need to make sure that uh, I'm developing personally, so then I can be there for my business as well. Okay. I'm great. I'm glad you said that about the mastermind and coaches. And can you just name two things, just two things. I'm sure there were a million of things that you learned from your coaches for your personal development that, that you truly felt that helped you 1000% over all the other things you learned, but two things. I'm just curious. That's tough to narrow that down. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and, and I, in, in, in regards to personal development, mm -hmm. um, I, I think it's the biggest thing is just having a, like truly mapping out and having a clarity of how you want to live and what has to happen every day for it to be a, a perfect day for you and building a system and a routine around that. And so it's consistent, it's happening all the time. Um, so for me, like, myself now, uh, like before I, I never used to do any scheduling. I would, I, I never would schedule my time out. I, it was very free flowing. Um, so which creates a lot of anxiety and stress, uh, because you have so much to do and you, but yet you get nothing done because you're not focused. Like, so you don't know, okay, from eight to nine, I'm focusing on this from nine to 10, I'm focusing on this. So definitely buckling down and getting serious about scheduling my time every hour of my day out has helped me become tremendously more productive. And, uh, less stressed uh, and anxious you know, because you're really clear and focused on each day and what you need to get done. And, and then having a routine around how I want to start my day and the energy and the attentions that I'm bringing into it. So for now, like when I get up, we get up like quarter to six or so 
uh, quarter, I mean, quarter to five. Um, and I start my day with my wife. We have our coffee time. So it's our time to just like connect and talk um, and kind of share each other like what we're doing for the day. We go like some gratitude and, and our intentions that we're going to be planning to bring into the day. Um, then I go and work out. Uh, and now I'll spend about like an hour and a half or so working out. Uh, and then I always um, do a sauna session after that. Uh, and then I'm ready to start my day. You know, so I don't, I don't now that that's like, like a non-negotiable for me. So that has to happen um, every day. Uh, and that's, that's the difference between people who are performing at a peak level and aren't is people who build rituals and like systems around how they operate every day so that they can replicate their, their moods and, and their energy levels basically. Awesome. That's great. I'm assuming based on what you, the way you're explaining things, the way you're wording things, you have been doing this for quite some time where you mastered it. So it becomes almost a must. This is like, you don't even think about second nature, like a flip of a switch or yeah. flip a switch and the lights comes off, you're tuned in, right? So how do you, being that you have mastered this particular system, right? So how do you help other people who are like, doing the things you were doing one point in time to say, Hey, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And I'm going with head with chick, chicken with my head cut off. Like how do we go about helping those people to say, Hey, I'm going to help you. Like what is your process? Uh, in, in, you mean in terms of helping them with personal development? Meaning in terms of like, say, let's say I have a fitness, like a small 300 square feet, yes. <laughs> right? I have that. And then I'm doing all these crazy things. My life is going in one direction, but my business is going in another direction. Business is going in another direction. How do I like, how do I say, Justin, can you help me organize all in one tour, one thing where I don't feel like I'm stressed out all the time and my life is ruined. Like my personal life in terms of my wife, kids, girlfriend, whatever the case may <clears throat> Well, first and foremost, like the, the, the biggest thing that has to be ironed out is, is where do you want to go? Like, because clearly, obviously, what you have in your head is not what you're living in real life. Uh, and that's the biggest problem for people is there's, there's no clarity. There's no real thought behind how they want to live and what that looks like for them. Nobody really thinks like that. Uh, most people, especially like fitness business owners, like no offense, but usually aren't the best fitness, usually aren't the best business owners. Um, they're very passionate, heart-centered people, and they usually get into the industry because of that, because they want to serve and they want to help. Uh, but unfortunately, that's not going to necessarily drive a, a good business and that a business that's going to allow you to live in a way that you want to live. Uh, so that's first and foremost is you have to gain clarity around what that looks like for you. And then we need to make sure we're then analyzing and auditing everything in your life and your business and making sure that it's supporting that and not hurting that. So gaining clarity, it has to be first and foremost. Cause like, even like, I wouldn't know where to tell that person to go because I'm, I obviously, I don't know what their vision is um, and where they want to be, like how they want to be living and what that looks like. So that's like, first and foremost, we need to iron that out and get that clear. And then we can move from there and build like kind of supporting habits uh, around what that looks like for that person. Okay. That's, that's great framework and a great system. Let's just get a little more specific if you don't mind. Yeah. Let's just go detail oriented, like play, stretch it out. So people who are listening to me, like, I like this 
and I want to get this in my system. So I need to call Justin. So let's get this done. So get you, get your phone off the hook and get it ringing. <laughs> That's what we're going to do here. <laughs> so let's pretend I have a gym, right? And I'm this yeah. person who is just in like five, 10 years ago, who was just like going crazy with all these different assets going in different directions, whatever. So what's the number one thing you would ask? Let's just role play. What's the number one thing you would ask me first of all? And I'll tell you before you start it. Uh, I want to have a freedom in, in my life where I want to be able to go on a vacation whenever I want not have to worry about business falling or getting calls in the middle of the night or something like that. So how do you help me in that sense, in terms of fitness industry? Well, I mean, I have to like, obviously it depends on how the business is set up. Uh, I have to make sure that they have the support in place to actually allow something like that. Okay. And if they don't, then that would be the first moves that we make. So like a lot of fitness business owners don't, uh, they don't like to delegate things. Like uh, they don't like to give things off their plate. So it's, it's really about doing less and seeing what we can start cutting from your, your responsibility list and making sure that you're specifically focusing on the things that an owner should be focusing on uh, and not like weighing down your day with putting fires out and the, the day-to-day operations and stuff like that. That's something you can easily bring on an admin uh, to support you with. And if they don't have that, I mean, that'd be like the first hire is bringing on an admin and, and being able to take all the administrative day-to-day emails, phone calls, all of that off your plate. So that's no longer a stress. Uh, so it's about looking at what's causing you the most stress right now. And then how do we go about removing that? Yeah, so it's stripping away. A lot of it in the beginning is about taking things away and then we can rebuild on the skills and the habits that you need to specifically focus on as the owner and for your, what's going to actually support your life. So it's, yeah, so it's kind of a counterintuitive for most people where it's like they think they need to be doing more. It's like, no, you need to be doing less, better (laughs) is, is the bigger focus in the beginning. I see you know, it's, it's like going back to the, the theory that to teach other people is like they're having the employee mindset and you got the business owner entrepreneur mindset. Employee yes. mindset is I could do everything on my own because that's what I've been doing all these years. And then mm-hmm. the entrepreneur is like, let me see what I can let go so I can focus on more important things. Yes. In that aspect. So in terms of fitness wise, what is more things that as a business owner should be focusing more on? Uh, well, again, it depends where they're at in the business because I mean, obviously like a newer business, you are going to be focusing on a lot of the day-to-day stuff as well. That's just, it's just how it is. I mean, you don't have the, the, um, the, the structure the, and the capital to be able to support a, like a, a team underneath you yet. Um, but let's say like, for example, like say like a, sales, like would I hire somebody else to do the sales or would I do it on my own? Because I don't know if I trust anybody who comes in will do it better than me. It's like going back to the whole employee mindset. <clears> you know? It depends on what your structure is for your business. So if you're focusing in more on a higher volume mm-hmm. and you're going to be able to support a salesperson, uh, then that makes sense to hire someone specifically to do sales. But if you're more higher end and less volume, then it doesn't make sense to do that because I mean that that person would be bored out of their mind. Um, like you, you wouldn't be able to support them. And then, then you have to worry about, because obviously they're going to be hungry for sales that you're going to be getting bad people 
uh, into your into your club and into your facility because they're just looking to make a sale and not really necessarily bring in high quality people that are going to be long term clients and also refer. So, let's say like a higher end facility, like yes, like that that until you get to a place where ultimately the goal should be to train your team so your coaches are selling as well as providing the service because that that gives them more growth opportunity because now they can make commission off of selling plus they're making an income off of actually doing the service so higher performing coaches now have an opportunity to actually make this a career um, versus only relying solely on when they are actually training and which helps them also too without um, with uh, beating up their bodies. Cause that's a big thing too uh, with fitness coaches. There's high turnover because uh, they just get burnt out. Uh, they're doing, they're doing too much, especially if you're doing group fitness. I mean, that's very demanding uh, on their bodies. So if you can provide ways to help them make money without beating themselves up, that's huge. So ultimately, first and foremost, the, the owner, the I mean, that's the owner's responsibility is definitely, I mean, making sure income's coming into the business. Uh, so that definitely falls on the owner first, but the goal should be over time to be able to coach your team and to be able to take over the sales and allow your business to keep growing, obviously, whether you're there or not. Right. All right. That's, that's those are really good insight. Now, another question I have is in terms of when you hire somebody because you have been in the business for a while and you went from 300 to 6,000 and then you go on bigger and bigger and bigger. So, <laughs> so when you go to hire somebody, what are the key, I want to say skills or ingredients, whatever word you want to choose to pick that you look for? If this person has this, I don't care about the skill level. I could teach them a skill or her skill or whatever the case may be. So what are the key qualities that you look for? Um, well, basically what you just said there, uh, it's, it's not necessarily the skills, the most important thing, because like, yeah, I mean, it, as long as someone has the capability and the desire to want to learn, you can teach them that that's not a problem. Uh, the bigger thing is making sure that they fit with the culture of your facility and their personality is a good fit for the type of person that you want on your team. So someone that's more growth oriented, uh, if you have a coach, if you're hiring somebody and you give them criticism or something, and then like, especially in the interview, if you're having to do like a, like a, a practical, um, and you give them criticism and they don't take that well, um, or they get like kind of defensive and defend it right away. Uh, then that's usually a red flag right there that that person is not growth oriented, uh, and they're not going to, they're, they're not going to exceed where they're at right now um, because they see that where they're at right now is the best. Um, and they're at their highest capacity because anybody who's growth minded is more than willing to take criticism and look at it from the perspective of how they can be doing better. So that's really the, the biggest thing. And then communication skills. I mean, it's really, when it comes down to personal training, it's how well you connect with people. The, the training is really second. Um, and a lot of like, really like good, like high level personal trainers that may have the knowledge, they don't understand that. They think it's the knowledge that comes first, but it doesn't because if you can't connect with somebody, how are you then going to provide your knowledge? You're not, uh, they're not going to become a client. You're not going to be able to sell them or they're not going to stay with you. Um, because people don't like being around people that they can't connect with. Uh, so that's like first and foremost that like you have to be a good, it has to be a good people person. Um, and that they can really build a connection with your members. Um, because if that connection isn't there, then 
guess what? Uh, you have members leaving uh, and uh, you're not growing your business. Right. So that's definitely one of the most important things when it comes in terms of the coaching, which is why like me personally with our facility, we actually developed our own intern program and every coach that wanted a possibility of working with us had to go through our, our three month internship program. I don't care how long you were in the industry, what your credentials were, you're going through our internship program because it's more geared towards actually becoming a coach, not just a trainer. Um, and we focus on communication and making sure that you fit into our culture. You know, because if you don't fit into our culture, then it, I mean, it doesn't matter how good you are or whatever, it's just not gonna work. Um, so that really helped us with weeding out um, potential people uh, that weren't gonna work out um, and didn't want to put the work in and the effort in, uh, to going through the full three months to really prove that they would be an asset to the team. Right. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's really insightful. I want to ask you a question, but it's a little more on the personal side. You may, or may you don't have to answer if you don't want to, because you just pass, that's fine. <laughs> but I just have a, this, this just popped in my head while I'm talking to you. Like, do you believe that if you hire somebody, let's just say for whatever reason, uh, after two or three weeks later, how long will you tolerate somebody before you say, I have to let them go because they're not performing or they're not communicating well? So f do you believe in like a hire slow and fire fast theory or what are your thoughts on that? Um, yes, <clears throat> I definitely believe in hire slow and fire fast. Over time, I've developed, I grew to that. In the beginning, uh, it's kind of like, Oh, you want to work for me? Come great. Great. Let's take you on. <laughs> uh, and then you figure out the rest afterwards and all their baggage. Um, so that's definitely like the most common mistake that like a lot of people make, especially early on like business owners is you, you, you just get excited because somebody wants to, to come work for you and you just take them on uh, and you, you try to see the, the good in everything. Um, but definitely as I grew on in the business, it developed more of the, the higher slow fire fast, which is again, why we do the internship program because that is, it was a three month process and that's, it's unpaid. Um, so it's an unpaid internship, uh, that they had to minimum show up for 10 hours a week. Um, so, uh, and obviously, I mean, if you're an A person and you're coming more than 10 hours, uh, and you're going to, you're going to be there more absorbing everything and, and doing the homework that we give you and, and, and all of that. Um, but with that said, I mean, if we still decide to move forward with somebody and we feel like, okay, this one could be a good fit. Uh, if we, then we afterwards and we start seeing red flags then it's, you kind of have to go with what's like some of your labor, local labor laws are too. Um, you can't, uh, just be a tyrant um, with things. Unfortunately, they're not yeah, necessarily yeah. always employer favored. Um, so yeah, we typically give like the three strike thing and like everything has to be documented. Um, you have to document, okay, why are they getting written up? What, when, when it happened, what was the outcome? What was the discussion and what was the resolution? Um, so all that has to be documented. Um, but actually I, and I did that with a, I, I, with a, uh, an operations manager that I hired. Um, I hired him in March and let him go in May, um, beginning oh, of May. Because wow. um, it just wasn't working out. Um, and I, I sat down multiple times, we had discussions, and it came down to basically this final week, you need to prove yourself or you're out. Um, and unfortunately, it didn't work out. 
Uh, and, and you have to be okay with that. Uh, especially, especially a position like operations manager is running your facility. You can't screw around with that because that can sink your business uh, in no time. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me, I mean, I'm still blown away where you have three months of the internship and that is unpaid. People have to be truly, absolutely dedicated. Number one, number two, they must love your company. So tell me, what is it that you're doing with your company that they love so much? They will come work for you internship unpaid. And then like, I'm just blown away with that. Like, what are you doing so great with your company that you like people like, I want to work for you or I work with you or whatever. Uh, I think it's really the, the culture that we developed there of like, just like uh, the family and, and openness uh, and how we're actually changing lives on a deeper level. Uh, a lot of people see it because a lot of our people actually came from, they were actually members at one point. Um, and have gone through our program, experienced a life transformation themselves, and then reached out to want to be able to do that for somebody else. So that's where we actually have found the majority of our higher quality coaches came from internally. And, and then we developed them into becoming coaches. Uh, so we got really good at creating coaches, basically, um, is what we focused on. Uh, we, we found is that anytime you hire outside of an organization, it is always a lot harder because obviously that, that person you know, is strictly coming because they want a paycheck um, and they don't know your culture. They don't know anything about you. They don't know your, your, your vision, your mission, what you're trying to achieve. They don't know any of that. You know, so you have to sell them on that. Um, whereas somebody that's already indoctrinated into your, your, your culture and your process, that's already been done. Um, now it's just about, fine-tuning their skills and of course making sure they, <clears throat> their personality makes sense for the role uh, so that was a big contributor um, I would say like the people that came from outside were the ones that never made it um, they never went through they never could have complete the full three months uh, I remember having one guy text me after maybe showing up like two or three times asking when he was gonna start getting paid um, and the times that they show, I mean, it, it, it was a joke. And I was like, okay, thank you. We're done. Uh, so it, that's why I said it was a good weeding out system. So it made it very easy uh, to weed people out that weren't going to be high performers. Right. Okay, cool. So tell me this. Uh, as of where your business stands right now, right? Where would you like your business to go from five years from now? That's number one. Let's just say that's the question number two. Number one would be like, what kind of, who would be your ideal client that you're like, if I get this kind of clients all the time, I'll be happy. And my, my business is going to flourish like a beautiful flower. <laughs> That's a good analogy. You <laughs> um, mean in the sense of my coaching business now of like working with fitness business owners? Yeah, that's the one. Um, so tip, I like working with, I mean, really any fitness business, like smaller uh, private facility that's, that's really serious about building a solid business that isn't affected so much by economy or uh, like social media trends uh, because uh, that, those are things we don't necessarily have control over. So it's about people who really want to focus on things we have control over. Um, I find typically they end up being mostly uh, – in the three to six employee range um, and a sense of size wise, but I have worked with solo people that, and, and grew them to um, be able to make their first hire. Um, so 
that's not a problem at all. I just find typically that's majority of the, the range uh, where they end up being at. Uh, and fitness oriented. Um, so in a sense, I, I don't do like yoga places or like Pilates, things like that. Um, that's not something that I focus on. So it's more, so more like a weight training kind of area, fitness area with that, in that sense, or. Yeah. I mean, uh, people who are offering more like in a sense of offering coaching services, um, in the fitness realm. Uh, but that's a big thing that I, I a, a big focus that I, I try to help them with too, is actually developing a niche and not just being a generalist because realistically and, and like being serious, I, I think in the coming years, a lot of the generalists are going to disappear because they're not just going to, they're not gonna be able to survive anymore. Um, with all the new technology that's coming out, um, between like Peloton and like all those things, uh, generalists just aren't going to make it. So it's going to be the ones that are, that are niched down or the super cheap that are going to survive. The ones in the middle are going to get squeezed and pushed out because it's going to become a price war and everyone's going to be a commodity um, and you're not going to be able to survive. So that's the big thing that I, I really hone in on with the facilities I work with is actually being known for solving a specific problem and not just accepting everybody. Okay. Great. So if, for example, that, that's great that you know your idea, obviously, because you've been doing this for a while, you have to know your idea client yeah. by now. So, so can you name just the three things that you have seen throughout your years of helping different businesses up until now that came, that becomes like the average trend that you can say, if you do these three, if you, if you have these three problems, I can definitely help you solve it. By the end of the week, you can move on and let's go and do more business. Uh, well, the number one, not being niched uh, is the huge issue because that, that your, your marketing then is like, it sucks then because like you're not, you're not speaking a specific message to a person that's not hitting a nerve. You're trying to just speak to everybody. Um, and that's the biggest mistake you can make. Um, so not being niched. Um, and then I would say really not understanding your numbers um, is a huge one. Uh, and not understanding what, like how much is actual profit coming into the business and your expenses, um, is a, is a big thing. And, and then not having systems or a structure in your business that provides growth that doesn't rely on paid advertising. Um, I think that just creates lazy business owners and it's laziness because like people just think that like they can throw an ad up on Facebook or Instagram and people come rushing in. Um, that's not going to work. Um, especially as a Facebook is getting more and more expensive. Uh, what are you going to do when you can't afford it anymore? I mean, you don't, you don't know what to do because you haven't been doing anything else. Uh, so that's the, 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 like the third biggest thing is really focusing on setting up uh, systems that actually don't rely on paid advertising to grow your business. Okay. And those things, if you guys listen to this, you need help with it, definitely get with just Justin. But more importantly, I know for a fact, a lot of business owners that I know that doesn't have to do with anything with Facebook, I mean, with fitness industry, they all, all, all have problem with marketing and getting clients. But if you're in the fitness industry, you definitely are look at because you have Justin here <laughs> who's going to help you out and then get you more clients. So tell me, Justin, where do you see your business going from here, let's say this year and three years from now? Where do you see your business going? Um, 
Well, right now I'm just continuing on focusing on working with people privately because I, I want to provide the highest level of service uh, and actually get people results. So I'm not really looking for the volume game. Okay. Um, like a lot of fitness, like I said, like gurus out there um, have built on more of the volume. I'm looking at more higher level service uh, because I actually want to, I want to be there for that person as a coach and basically as a partner in their business and providing the support that they need to be successful. So uh, I'm not looking to like necessarily offer products. Uh, I can see it down the road. I am interested in doing more live events um, and hosting live events uh, because I do, I, I obviously I do, I believe in those myself. I'm part of masterminds and I have, I know like firsthand, like when you're fully immersed in that, again, why I do the two day intensive, because we're going to be fully immersed in what we're discussing. Uh, but when you have no distractions, it allows you to really absorb what it is that you're taking in and live events are a great way to facilitate that for people. So you can get a lot of growth in a short amount of time. Um, so that's definitely something I'm going to be looking into doing in the future is uh, uh, providing actual like live events uh, with like the clients that I have worked with. Okay, great. So tell me one more thing before we wrap this thing up. If I'm a fitness on gym owner, how do I get in touch with you? Because that's all I care about. Help my business, <laughs> make more money. How do I get in touch with you? Uh, well, great way. I mean, if you, obviously, if you are on social media, uh, I'm on there on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Justin.Hanover on Instagram. Justin.Hanover on um, Facebook. Uh, I actually, if, if it's cool with you, I was going to be able to drop a link in the, the show notes for... So I will uh, drop it in there. Yeah. You can also mention it here as well. Any other links you want, I can obviously got, I will put all those links that we have in the show notes. It will be there. But if there's anything else you would like to tell more audience while people listen to it and, uh, you know, they can listen to it then like right in, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I have a, a quiz that they can take too. Okay. Uh, that will kind of be able to highlight how healthy their business is. Okay. And then they actually will get, um, a direct uh, uh, video from me explaining what the results were and then action steps on how to start moving forward in the right direction and addressing uh, the possible red flags that they have going on in their business and in life. Um, so that's a, it's a great tool to be able to uh, like, cause that's, I mean, first and foremost, you have to have clarity and you have to be able to face like what it is that's wrong um, before you, so you have to become aware and mindful of it before you can start addressing it. So that's why I like offering that quiz because it, it creates that awareness around what the issue is and, and, and not operating blind anymore. Right, okay, cool. Well, thank you so much, Justin, for being on my show, talking about all these wonderful things about fitness. And I really, really, truly appreciate your time. And I will definitely add all those links in the show notes so people can take the quiz, get in touch with you, and that way you guys can have more relationship with the business owners and make them more money in trying to make more money. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it is. I mean, it's really, that's why I love doing this because I know if I help fitness businesses be successful, then obviously indirectly I'm helping impact more lives as well. Because uh, it doesn't do any good if, the, if this passionate fitness person, a business owner that's so passionate about helping people goes out of business, then they can't serve anyone. Right, absolutely. Well, thank you, Justin, for being here. And being on a podcast, any last words that you like to say at the floor is all yours. No, I mean, I'm good. I, I really enjoyed our conversation. I think we said that we really covered a lot of ground. Uh, and if, if you're serious at all about really wanting to get out of the rat race of 
running a facility and stop relying on things like I said, like the paid advertising, then truly like reach out to me. I'm happy to jump on a call. At the worst case, we just get to know each other a little bit better. Best case, I'm helping you grow your business and and, and maximize your life. So uh, I'm happy to connect. And Mark, thank you for having me on. Uh, and I'm truly honored to, to be on your show and to obviously to be able to connect with your listeners. All right. Awesome. Hey guys, I just have a small thing that I want to ask you. If you really enjoyed this podcast and you found it valuable, make sure you follow wherever you're listening to it so that way you can get my new podcasts in your inbox or in your whatever app that you're listening to it. And also, I have a small gift for you that you can get for absolutely free by going to markkumar.com forward slash gift and there once you're there i have a really cool gift that i actually truly believe that you're gonna enjoy and benefit from there